Welcome to the Happiness Podcast with Chris Erthel. Hey everyone, and warm welcome to the Happiness Podcast. Uh, recording this episode again from from, from Bali with uh, this amazing woman, Milka uh, uh, Amanda. Milka Amanda is a, a freelance brand and UX designer, and uh, well, she had the, in my opinion, great, uh, great, uh, um, great, um, great attitude of like living in two of the best places ever. Like she's been living long faces in California and, and in Bali. And uh, it's like the last four years also in Bali, grew up in, 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 in Indonesia. And uh, we want to talk a lot about today about the, the culture of, uh, of, of Bali, because I, I, see, I see people here way less stressed, way happier when in, when in West, 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 Western, Western countries. So I like to go into this and then also talk about, um, you know, how to act in in toxic relationships? What what things bring in inner peace? But first of all, warm welcome. Thank thank you for for, for being here, and warm warm welcome to to the podcast. So for 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 you, like really, if you can explain a little bit um, to the audience, like what is the, the culture in Bali, and uh, like and what 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 how people are happier here. That is a very good question, Chris. So I think how I see it um, so far, I, yeah, I know there's like a lot of questions with people asking, how do are the Balinese or the Indonesians, they're always happy. And from my experience from living in the U.S., uh, I can definitely tell the difference that there's like a significant amount of things that kind of like um, make that difference. Especially, I think here is just because people have a lower expectation when it comes to life, you know, um, and the Balinese culture alone are, I think they believe in the balance of life and the universe and they believe in spirits and the nature. So it's all more, more of that, basically in another word, more spiritual. And then... When I had to compare when I used to live in the U.S., like, you know, people kind of set their mindset into that certain standard of like, oh, I need to do this to be happy. I need to have a bigger house and bigger cars and all of this, like, consumerism, right? It's like so many things, so many examples, but I think that's majority. Yeah, that is a a great, great point, no? Like, not always having these crazy high expectations that uh, oh I, I deserve all of this and I, I, I need I need this crazy house to, to be happy or like for certain things. Um that's a very, very good answer. Thank you. And so I want to go deeper on the point of like so what is the the, the faith here in Bali? Like uh, I, I see people practicing religion all over everywhere, especially Ubud, but everywhere we want to know. And uh, and what uh, and there's like temples everywhere people people all act on it there's like I saw a parade on the street so can you explain to me and the listeners more about the, the faith here in Bali yeah so in Bali a lot is different than the rest of Indonesia because like to be honest and not a lot of people not a lot of people knows about it but uh, in general it's actually 80% 80 or 90 yeah, I, I googled this 81% 81% are like actually Muslim and then um and then Bali is the only island that believe in the Hindu system. Uh, sorry to interrupt. Yeah, so the fact I googled uh, in Bali is 81% Hin- Hin- Hinduism and the rest are uh, just, I, I googled the, the, the religion of Bali, not of Indonesia. Oh, okay. So yes, yeah, so Bali is 81% Hinduism. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, so in Bali, 
because like there are so many like people from different island as well and um but i think because there's a caste system here i'm not sure if you're familiar with caste system i am but can you explain more to to listeners so um basically based on your bloodline you're born into a certain caste system like i cannot i'm not sure it's like what is the right translations of every um like hierarchy mm-hmm. but um sometimes like those are also determine of like how you with like to the whole spiritual um like ceremony and stuff like that it's like very complex <laughs> because i like i wouldn't say like i am also mastering in that topic alone but it's like very complex but so far i said like yeah most colonies are like totally in the spiritual way mm-hmm. and um and uh, and so how what 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 does it mean for me like how often do we pray how often do we go to the temple like do we do people here do more yoga or meditate more or is it more about praying or like what can you share all the things that you know yeah a lot of, a lot of people will always go to ceremony there are so many ceremonies like um there there's so many of them sometimes i couldn't keep in track but i guess like the the majority one is called Kalaman and Kuniyan, which is actually happening right now. Mm-hmm. Um, so there is that. And then they do have a thing called like a Hindu calendar. So, you know, it's like the Christians with Christmas and Easter and, you know, all of this kind of stuff. This is how like the Hindu as well has their own calendar. So their own uh, important dates and celebrations. Mm-hmm. And 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 what 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 do you think makes it for them? So I see a lot of people that are on on the street and just just smiling and just they when you talk to them you feel like they they have a good amount of in, inner peace. But why why does uh, why does Bali being a Hin, Hin, Hinduistic island why does this make make why does this affect people's happiness or why does this seem to affect people's happiness? Which what what explanation do you have for 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 this? Um. I think it's just because people are more appreciative towards certain things. It means like we always see, we have the tendency to see good, right? I feel like in general, um, when I was in the states, people more like careful, you know, like don't talk to strangers, don't like they're more like cautious. It's like, oh no, bad strangers are bad, like this. Mm-hmm. But in Bali, it's definitely that is non-existent. I mean, there's definitely like an evil people like everywhere in the world but just because like our value and culture is about family so means like you know we see you as a human and we like just appreciate like another human being kind of mm-hmm. so that's therefore we're always like being so nice and so if, if someone from from bali like like, like you for example or someone from from Uluwatu goes to Ubud, uh, like the people they are very welcoming, or is it more like in their family circles they are very welcoming, or they are, they are super welcoming to all other people from from Bali as well? Well, I mean, it would be different if you're talking about the Bali alone. People who live in the city, like Pinpasar, and people who actually still live with their family uh, in the village where they come from, that is everywhere else in the world. They definitely have a bit of different mindset. But I would say people in the, who grew up and live in the village and more of the remote area, they're like definitely more humble and more, you know, it's like welcoming even because like the city people are a bit like, you know, like more a bit reserved. But after all, it's still like nice. 
So now talking about the, the, the faith here in Bali, I'm curious to hear what is your, your faith? Um, I would say I'm, well, I grew up as a Christian. Um, however, now that I like growing up there, I'm more probably in like, um, a higher power kind of way, just because like I hate when people like with, you know, certain religion and then people have that concept of, you know, like a bad negative concept of it just because in their country, for example, that, that religion is being perceived negatively and differently. So I would say like in the spiritual way, I believe in the higher power and that's how I live my life in that way. So you, you feel very, very, very guided by a higher power yeah. and can connect it. Yeah. Yeah. These are definitely two of the factors that, <laughs> that influence uh, happiness in general. And for you, what what helps you? Like in the last years, have things happened that have created big unhappiness in 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 you? And what 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 was helping you then? Yeah, I definitely remember for the first time. I think it was the first time that I was actually in a bad place that I wouldn't have expected that I would actually hit that rock bottom. That was when I so it's it's about like. It lasted for two years when I was in that very, like, toxic relationship um, with a narcissist, and it was like most likely like mentally abusive, and it was a really bad chapter. That I think I'm grateful to be out from there, just because I felt like now I'm coming back to feel like myself again, and I felt that inner peace and happiness again within me. Because, like, during that period, um, I know what it felt like to not have inner peace. And every day it just and filled with anxiety. It just, like, it was that feeling where I feel like I'm, I was dying. And I just, like, want to die. I just want those pain to end. But then it, I'm glad that it ends. Yeah. And, yeah, I think that, that is... So thank you for opening up on this and, and talking about this because... It's such an important topic, no? Because uh, me mental abuse is something that happens all over the world, and uh, unfortunately, too many people have to experience toxic relationships. So, like, um, yeah, if you can share in more details of what 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 helped you, like, you had this very very dark dark phase, but what what were your what what were helped you to go on? What helped you to to see the light? What helped you to bring your happiness again? Yeah, so I'm definitely. I would say like I have a lot high level of empathy. I would always want to know how, you know, where is people come from? How are they doing what they do? And what is the whole story of like their childhood, their past that shaped them to be who they are now. So I'm always that person who would like to understand. But some, sometimes not everyone is for that understanding. Um, just because like... Um, so I did read a lot of psychological books and all of this kind of thing because I love psychology mm -hmm. and it's just so interesting to understand. That's why I knew all of this. And so when I was stuck there, it just, this whole thing, it was so, so difficult because if I would, I don't usually like, you know, like to burden my friends, like telling me like about all of this kind of stuff. But then I am aware within myself that something is just not right. And realizing that whenever someone 
oh yeah like a lot of people would say like well it's your choice you stuck there you stay in the relationship and i really hate it when people say that just because like i don't think they understand what is man manipulation and like what it felt like to be gaslighted and all of this kind of stuff it, other people can't understand that that's why when they said like you know when you see someone like even divorced maybe like physically abused by the partner you expect them to get out and change and they just don't that's because they are in the in the phase called trauma bonding mm-hmm. it's like when you actually develop an empathy for your abuser it's this whole psychological thing like people can read a book about it mm-hmm. about more of this kind of topic but those are actually exist so i think that's like when i was in that dark pace or uh, i was definitely trauma bonded because as i said like i wanted to understand why people are certain way yet i tolerate everything um but then realizing like more and more my health goes down um and then i lost the inner peace i lost like everything and then realizing like you know this has to stop um like it's just you know like i even like i see what it's like i really want this to stop i think this is just not good for me um basically i did pray about it your brain yeah yeah so i did like you know. I think it's like it was one of the examples when, when faith can really help not because we're, we're praying definitely made it easier. And to, yeah, because yeah, I just like, in a way, you can say trauma bond, you can say in love, but I know that my whole body was like reacting to it, the whole anxiety, the whole, I could even like <laughs> throw off everyone to because it's reacting with the gastritis as well as how I, if it was even double up during that relationship. And uh, the fact that I, I actually say very about it, like I really, really want to get out from here, but I don't think I have that much power to. Because usually with the cycle of abuse, it's always that there's a whole cycle, like there's the love from being phased, mm-hmm. and then there's a dismissive phase, and then there's, a, what is it called, the cast light. So it's always like that, that cycle. Um, it's just really, really, really bad for the vessel. Um, but yeah, so those, those are really like helpful when I just always keep reading um, a lot of books about psychology. and Collect, like, like having the knowledge about it helped, helped you, know? Yeah, I mean, I mean, even though that is still hard, you know, because like, it, you know, the fact now that, that there's not something is not right with the person. So, and then now it's written me, right? And like the power that has to kind of like do something about it, but it was just like it was so it took so long for me to finally be able to, and I'm actually glad that I actually be able to like take the power. And what 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 helped you to take power and to be able like talking with friends about it, or what what were what were some some? So I realized like no, friends will always be there for you, right? There's like that's why they're friends. But some that is like. You know, they're like, whatever decisions you make, they will be your friends. Um, so friends are just there to support. But in the end, like, the choice is just within yourself. Because, like, you're the one that knows until what point, like, you can actually tolerate it. Like, some people can't work, go on and, like, that child with the marriage shouldn't have kids and all of this. Like, so even crazier. But, yeah, but, like... For me, I already know that I already have that bad gut feeling. Like it's just the whole anxiety, the the whole losing inner peace, 
those are like I think that make me feel like this is not right. And yeah. that, when you like, lose your inner peace and you just constantly trapped with a voice that's like negative voice, like you know the yeah, yeah, I think yeah, and it's not only that, and it started to kind of like affecting you in general, like affecting like. Um, what you do is never good enough or your, your self-worth is damaged from it. So it's just like everything is like lesson learned, right? Sometimes like I felt like I had to go through that chapter so I wouldn't know what I want. But in general, I know what it felt like when people's like in that kind of place. You know. And, 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 and then what, what, what helped you? Like because you were in a, in a very, very dark, dark place. What, what, what helped you Once you were out, what helped you to come back to your uh, to your normal happy happy self? Because you know, like to audience, like Mirka, like you met first time three years ago in Bali, you're such a happy happy human being in your normal state. Like, what brought you back to? Because it's very difficult after two years of a difficult phase. What what helped you come come back to your your more inner peace, more happiness, more feeling more balanced? Yeah. Um. So when that end, I really took my time. I I ran away to Ubud and lived there for a couple of months just being by myself. I couldn't even see my friends just because, like, I need to get better first because I have no more energy to kiss my friends or anything else. So in Ubud, I was just like, focusing on, like, you know, I live in the middle of nowhere in the by the rice field. <laughs> and then every day I would just go to the gym. I would work. I'm still doing my work. And read books, journaling, and all of this kind of stuff. So it's just like focusing on me. So like during that couple of months, you know, I was trying to get a hold on myself again and coming back to realizing like, you know what, I I have to basically, this uh, it's called spoken authority. Because like you mentioned, if your head is like telling you um, that, oh, you're not good enough, you're not worthy enough, you're not this enough from that bad place, Exactly, because your inner voice, inner voice is very good. If if we are in a bad space, is very good at beating us up. No, like yeah. And sometimes also like childhood traumas come up again, yeah, and then you're like, yeah. okay, you're not good enough, you know this, yeah. and like it's and this can it can go on constantly. Yeah, and yeah, coming yeah. back to the space of like being like feeling, I am amazing, I'm good enough. Yeah. Like I I'm getting complete inner peace, but that takes yeah. takes time. It's kind of like providing the safe space, right? Because like I think. Definitely, um, reading back that authority of yourself is, I think mean, it was, it was the thing that helped me a lot. I also, I want to share with the audience, like many people who haven't been in Ubud, it's really one of the most <laughs> ma magical places. And there's like, there's some energy about it, like for sure. Yeah, it's it's like, a really healing energy there. And, uh, I think also just like, you know, you can do it the same in Spain or Germany, if like, if you go to go to the na nature like if you're in the dark place yeah. it allows you because you're a freelancer as well you do a, like a digital work and getting out getting out and changing changing your uh, your lo location for for a while and just yeah being more immersed into na na nature is something that does calm calm down the mind like, a lot and brings more in inner peace yeah yeah that's very true um but i think also like you asked like what helped me the most um exercise definitely helped me a lot um i mean it was a balance of everything right but i i can see definitely after i exercise which is i lift weights it would always give me that quick endorphins <laughs> like kicks 
that always feel always feel better right afterwards. I get that as well. Still know, um, you know, even though I just don't journal as much, it's still something that I would do every day. And you journal every day? No, not the journal. Every day you do exercise, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Good. Yeah. And um and, and, and for you what what was your what's your morning road ro ro routine when you're like back in, in a place where you, you stay for a long long period? You in the Maritime now? Yeah. Um I I'm I like to walk like the my dog. And this brings you a lot of happiness. Look at like <laughs> right now I can see her smiling so much here. Yeah, you're so cute. <laughs> Well, it's not technically my dog, like, I'm just, like, fostering it, but I would say it's not a dog, but I feel so connected to her, um, so that is always, like, a thing that makes me happy, just because, like, I never allowed to have a pet growing up, and then so, um, that's why it makes me so happy when, you know, the dog was so excited to, like, let's go for a walk, it's like, the dog is taking me for a walk, and then it's all the lights, uh, so it was good, uh, walking the dog, uh, always... And then always record in the chamber. Uh, and then sometimes I would go for a coffee or matcha, grab some food I like. Sometimes I just stay home too and watch like something like movies or TV shows. Why not? Uh, and then like to work in between. Yeah. Sunset, and sunset. <laughs> I know it's very folly things to say. <laughs> Yeah, so here exactly like uh, every day around six six forty five uh, in in Changwe at the beach you have the most amazing sunsets. Like the sun was done at just the right right place, so you can see it perfectly. Yeah. So that's something that I think half of Changwe goes to the beach where it's like sunsets. But it's a beautiful thing to experience here, no? Yeah. And um, yeah, just in in general, no. So I want to maybe talk to the audience quickly about like. So the feeling of, of in, inner peace, not when you're fully in, in, in the moment and you don't really think about the future or, or, or the present. Mm -hmm. It's such a such a amazing state to be in because if you're in this, this state, like your your mind, you know, like normally your mind is constantly working. And people say, okay, but I, I want my mind, I love my mind, I want my mind to always be on. But most of the time, the mind doesn't solve problems that you need to be solved. Most of the time. It has some some self 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 talk about you know like negative self self talk or certain things. Mm -hmm. So it's it's not most of the faults are not very productive faults. So it's very good if you can go to the states of inner peace and then really using the brain as a amazing instrument that it is when you need it. But then you put it back to the restful normal state where you just feel bliss and being in the present moment. Mm -hmm. So for you, how often do you experience this? experience these 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 states where you don't have any inner chatter but it's just uh, you're just fully in the moment with inner peace um i think i could feel that more right on in somewhere beautiful like the nature just because of the quietness and then like it just time kind of like doesn't exist sometimes you know when you're just in that moment just like you're overwhelmed by the nature that is so beautiful and it's just kind of like make you appreciate it. I'm like wow you know it's like I'm living in this planet and just like this thing is this very simple and this thing are like can give you happiness mm -hmm. so that's how 
I think I mostly feel more my inner peace when I'm in the nature. Right. Yeah, like I, 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 my book, um, so the book I'm currently, I mean, I read it like five years ago, but in, in the last weeks, I reread it three times because I just love it so much. And like, I feel like I understand it more now, the power of now mm. that he, he describes that like, so it's, it's not so easy to get to this feeling when you're fully in the now, right? Mm -hmm. But some things that bring nearly every human into it mm -hmm. is sheer beauty of, of na nature. So if something very, very beautiful happens, so you have this, you're on this volcano, what's the Mont Mont Batur, for example, and you see the, the, the sun, sun, sunrise, or you see something very, very beautiful, mm -hmm. then this catapults nearly everyone in, 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 in the now, in the, in the present moment, mm -hmm. right? But then the brain quickly starts thinking again and just distracting us later when we don't have this beautiful for na nature. Mm -hmm. But so the, in the book, there's a lot of advice of like how to stay in, in this moment for a long, long period of, of, of time, right? Mm -hmm. And uh, that's, that's also one of the things that this podcast is about, that we, I want to help people to, you know, like uh, stay into these moments mm -hmm. for like and get into these moments more, way, way more, more often, right? So for me, the, the longest time I've been in it was like seven days in a row, but like it did, did, didn't leave it. But mm -hmm. like I, I also for myself, like uh, this podcast also for me to learn a lot. Now I want to be able to, to be in these moments even longer. Like, and yeah. uh, for me, what, what really helps me is to, yeah, to really motivate myself and think about always telling myself, okay, I'm conscious and being in the moment. Like for example, now we are fully here recording with this podcast and not thinking of, What's what happened yesterday? Yeah, what's happening tomorrow? So like fully, mm. fully being there, so just being very conscious about it, but also as much avoiding clock time as much as possible. Yeah. When you have clock time, you always it always brings you to okay, I have to be there at that time. I have to do this, yeah. and it it becomes more more more, more difficult, no? Yeah. I think that's like your thing about about the clock is. I think it's also um just coming back to that setting realistic expectations means like oh this is 5 p.m i have to be somewhere else you know like that that standard of like oh if i don't do that i'm gonna feel bad you know so instead of people living in the presence in the moment they're kind of like getting rushed by that um like specific things i think that's also like gonna like we talked about it earlier like how the reason why not a lot of people can feel happy is because the unrealistic standard that they put them in, to themselves, like what is happiness for them? What do you say? No, I, I agree so much. Like I think, so I I, I would really like to read, read a, 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 um, a paper, like research paper published on this, like the, com the combination of uh, correlation between low expectations and happiness. Mm -hmm. And I, I'm really sure it, it's high, no? Because uh, it's, like just one example with uh, like now I don't really like partying anymore or not so much but when I, I, I had my, my partying phase I liked it <laughs> uh, the worst parties every year are new New Year's Eve parties why? because you always expect oh it's going to be New Year's Eve party that yeah. it was very very amazing thing yeah and nearly always it was it was bad it was bad and uh, even this year again in, 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 in Bali we went yeah. to this uh, Savaya this super easy beautiful club and uh, and I already knew. I, I I told the group we were like twenty people, like all for Burning Man. I thought like just let's just do a like relaxed uh, villa party in the house or so, like you know. And like no no, it's gonna be way better there. And no, it's it's it's, it's always it's always about doing something more like not not putting this crazy high expectation. This has to be the best night ever because the best parties when we talk about total parties mm -hmm. are the ones that just happen. You actually had the plan of just like staying in and then someone it's like it's like you like. 
you talk with a friend, you get this energy, you're like, let's go, oh, the man is, then go out from this energy and like, when the best things happen, like when you didn't plan or didn't expect it, like, yeah. uh, for example, now I, I'm flying to a seminar here on the 23rd of, of January to Australia mm-hmm. with my friend Jack. I told him like, look, this could also be very bad, but we don't know how good this video is coming up. So let's just have uh, low expectations about it. Yeah. So we really expect this won't be so good. And then maybe it's going to be amazing, but like having low expectations in, in life is, uh, there's uh, one thing I, I want to share. <laughs> maybe it's a funny thing, yeah, but uh, so you can actually look it up. So Warren Buffett, you know what Warren Buffett is? Uh, it's uh, one of the richest in, 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 in restaurants in the world. I think yeah. he was second richest in the world at one point. And mm-hmm. um, a U.S. billionaire. <laughs> he normally talks about investing, no, but he was asked about uh, uh, which which characteristics uh, he would look for if he would marry again, right? Mm. I think he's been married for 70 years. I, I don't have to look it up, no? But that's not the point. But uh, he got asked this, and he actually, and he was like, okay, so one characteristics in a partner, like uh, in a man or in a woman, like one characteristic in, in a partner for, for a relationship to really last for a lifetime, like, you know, to be for, together until you're 100 or, you know, like for a long, long time. Mm-hmm. And she said, well, actually, when you think about it, it's low expectations. Mm-hmm. So you want a partner that doesn't hold you accountable to high expectations every day because everyone has like a happiness is a wave and everything is like, you know, you will have bad, 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 bad faces, right? Mm-hmm. And so, and then you won't be able to meet these high expectations for for maybe some 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 weeks or months or days, no. And uh, and if someone always expects crazy crazy things from from you, it's like it's it's difficult, right? And so he actually said that the one thing is actually low expectations, and then from this can come a lot of happiness together. I mean, if you build something, but like you, if someone expects always that everything's always perfect and amazing, yeah. but it's this is like it's a path to unhappiness to always expect everything. So I I don't have to share it. I, yeah, I'm I curious to hear what 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 are your what are your thoughts on this from a female point of view? But and I could agree to that. So like coming back to the New Year topic is actually last year New Year 2020 I was actually at the hospital. Mm-hmm. It was because so I have this thing called like gastritis, basically stress. I was still in that um, toxic relationship at that time and. Every time I'm stressed, it would triggers it, like triggers the acid. And then sometimes like when it just gets too much, I need like go to the hospital. It just like, it was really that bad. So last year I was at the hospital. And then so like this, this year I was like, okay, I'm going to make it better than last year. But I don't have any expectation. I just like, I know whenever it's come to new year, the things that make me happy are one, surrounded by my friends, two, seeing fireworks. And it happened. So... I had like the best like New Year transition. I don't need to go to like those fancy beach club or whatever having the New Year celebration. It's because I know last year I was in the, in the hospital bed. And now like, you know, like this year it's just so much better. I saw fireworks um, the day before that. I saw the artist that I really, really liked. So that was just like, oh my God, that was the greatest transition I've ever had. And thank you. So like in that comparison... He would always gotta win, right? So like from being in the hospital to nothing, fireworks to, and then you were grateful for every small yeah. thing that happened. Yeah, it's the it's the gratitude. I feel like everyone should be more grateful of what they have. I know like certain things, you know. I mean, 
you would set a realistic standard of like, oh, I'll be happier if I'm somewhere else in the world. I'll be happier if I have this much money. But is it really? Though, do you actually feel grateful of like how far you have become so far than you were before? I mean, as I said, I was in the hospital. I was like, no, to be able to like go out and, you know, see fireworks. That's like, it doesn't already make me happy. So it's just grateful. Nice. That was very, 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 very beautiful. Thank you for, for, for sharing. Yeah. Um, one, of, one of the last things I want to go into is, um, so you mentioned one of the books that, uh, that, that helped you a lot. In, in this regards, is Eat, 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 Pray, Pray, Love, the book, <laughs> but also a movie out of this book, right? Yeah, I know. And so what, what, what learnings, what, 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 uh, what, what helped you from, from this book? Like, what learnings did you take? I think, like, okay, a lot of people want, you know, they made fun of me when they saw me reading that because it's just, I think it's, it just sounds too cheesy, right? But I don't take it that way. I take it as a balance in a way of, like, life is all about balance as it's coming back to the Balinese, like, belief in the, you know, um, it's same, like, in Buddhism as well, about the balance in the black and white. Um, it's, you cannot have too much good to little evil, but also not too much evil to little good. You need the balance between both of them. It's like, imagine you say, like, you cannot be too kind without having a little bit of self-image in you. Um... So the you pray love is basically balancing between like, you know, like your relationship with food and then also like spiritual way and then like the way that she finds love. <laughs> so I was just like, I think the core thing that I think is interesting is just because like she's finding herself and I feel like Bali is just like could basically do that as well. Um, just because... You know, especially in a lot of, like, relationships, there's a lot of things called, like, condependence. Um, so I think it's, like, I think everyone should, like, know more about themselves before their child being to kind of, like, any kind of relationship. Yeah, no, like, uh, if, if you... So I think everyone has has traumas, right? So, like, yeah. there's no human, we can all agree, but there's no human, like, there's no perfect childhood where, like, you grew up and, like, everything was always amazing. You could have the most amazing parents, but you can still things happen to you. So like, yeah, human, sure. humans will always, humans, humans will always develop some kind of traumas, right? Yeah. And then, so everyone has traumas. And then the thing is, being aware of these traumas help you a lot because if not, in the relationship, they come up, right? So these, these traumas, they, they come up because first you expect the other person to make you happy, which is always like a terrible expectation or like, okay, now I expect you to make me happy all the time. Yeah. And then, like knowing these traumas already, it helps you a lot if you're aware of them because then you feel sad for certain things, you understand why, mm -hmm. right? So for me, like, I like, when I feel sad, I like to sit down and actually be with the sadness, understand where it comes from and, and what, what causes it. And then, mm -hmm. and then normally, luckily, I, I can, if you meditate a lot, you can meditate out of it and you can go back into a normal inner peace state. But I like to understand what, what, what came up, like, and why you get sad or angry or frustrated for for certain things and that, that really helps yeah but i feel like sometimes like in the whole daily world as well it can be seen as a negative like i i disagree with that just because people think oh you have so much baggage mm -hmm. like this is the type of people who are also emotionally like um avoided mm -hmm. because they think like oh yeah no like i don't want to be that person that has like trauma mm -hmm. but like nobody can get away for example I, everyone has i think if it's yeah. just an important thing is to be willing to 
work on it or un understand it, right? Understand yourself. Yeah. Like, uh, I think as long as you do this, it's perfect. But also, like, having a partner that's very communicative and understand, I think it's, like, also very important as well. It's not about, like, putting all the package to the other person, but it's about, like, the relationship is about teamwork. I think, yeah. And I, I, I read you can actually help each other to heal a lot of, of the drama, but it's a lot of communication and it's and will always yeah, it's it's always it's never easy, no, but uh, it can can all be done. Yeah. It's definitely always like a learning process. There's no such thing like things coming out perfect. It's definitely always needs some works. And and I really think it's the most like it takes work to overcome traumas. Yeah. And maybe you never fully overcome them, but to a lot of mod. Yeah. And I think it's like for me it's something that currently creates me so much happiness to see how I'm overcoming more and more and mm -hmm. uh, and like I just let go and they don't come back and yeah. that's uh, that's something that wow that's like this is such a beautiful thing to, to see and to do it's interesting because like well not trauma is coming from the previous relationship for example like like um, I have a friend and she actually also spoke to me about the same topic alone that like she lost both of her parents and like even though she works on that trauma and she's happy by herself, it's still part of her that's like, it's lost, you know, it's like really bad. And then so like, she's ready to like meet someone, the right person, but like the right person, like to also understand the trauma or the place that she was in. It's not because she has a baggage that that could also like this whole thing that a part of her to be with it, who she is now. So it's just like interesting to you in that perspective as well. Yes, I I, I agree. And yeah, that was, that was very important. Maybe one of maybe your last question: how 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 often do you feel, or do you feel that that as humans we are all co connected? Like there's like a this crazy consciousness connection between all, all humans. We are we all we all one basically. Um, I would say like. I don't know if I can answer to that, like, specifically. But something that I feel is, like, you know, even I have a lot of conversations with people who is not believing in the spirituality or consciousness. Sometimes there are certain things that cannot be explained. It means, like, how come sometimes you can feel, like, someone's energy, even though you're not connected to them? Like, in what way that, you know, like you can actually feel it. You don't you sometimes just have that bad feeling or quick feeling about someone. But does that even work? <laughs> right? Even though you don't even though you don't believe in all of this, but sometimes logically you can still feel bad. Yeah, I mean that's like in, in our current world no, there's way more things we don't know than things we know. So we have to actually understand that yeah. we basically we know nothing about uh, like we like you know, we, we don't even like Whereas, like, where to start? Like, humans, basically, we are very beginning and we have so many things we don't know. Like, we don't even know which which food is actually the best for us. Like, we don't have, like, a perfect diet for us figured out yet. We don't understand, like, we don't understand uh, quantum physics to the deep, deepest levels yet. Like, there's so much more things we'll find out in this. Like, I'm very curious for all the things that we're going to find out about also about about energy, no? Because humans, in the end, we are, we are energy. Like, um, I'm very, very curious about this. Have you heard about, well, it's this creation and theory, the intelligent design? No. You never heard about no. intelligent design? So intelligent design, you know, like there's so many 
people are believing in the creation, like from Darwin and Big Bang and all that. And then his origin design is basically believing that there is a reason and bigger purpose of everything. Like there's something like intelligence that like in behind. This is like interesting. I tell also like heard about that. <laughs> no, it's not. I I I I will I will look it up. That's why I love this podcast. I look it up. <laughs> it reminded me a little bit. There's one thing that uh, maybe your audience and and you you can also look up. But it reminded me a little bit of like his reason behind it. For me, one of the most beautiful explanations about this universe because we are now we know why we are here. We know where we come from, and I think there's beauty in not knowing. But I I, I sometimes look I look for like videos that explain certain things. The best I've ever thought, uh, the best video that ex- explains, uh, expla- there's one theory of like what could explain why we are all here, mm-hmm. is uh, it's a Kurz, Kurzgesagt, you know Kurzgesagt, the YouTube channel. Oh, this is German? Yeah, it's, it's, it, it, it's a German name, but it's an English YouTube channel. Oh, no, I'm Kurz, just... Kurzgesagt, um, and there's a video called The Egg. So uh, I, I'll send it to you later, and also for the audience, I'll... I put it in the show notes and I really have a look at this. I think it's one of the most beautiful, I think it's an eight minute video, a very short video. Uh, just one theory about the universe. And I think it's such a beautiful short, short, short story. So the egg course gesagt. Yeah. Interesting. They looked it. <laughs> so yeah, thank you so much for having your podcast. It was amazing to everyone to to learn more about the, 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 the culture of, of, of Bali. I think talking about mental abuse and relationships and toxic relationships that provided way like way more value than you even can imagine. Like there's so many people who take uh, value out of this. So thank you so, so much. Uh, it was uh, amazing. Okay, did <laughs> Thanks for listening to another episode of the Happiness Podcast with Chris Erthel. We hope you have learned a lot. And now you can apply the tactics we have discussed to your life.